The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Right, now this is a turn up for the books because I'm here in my back bedroom still. Mm-hmm. Paul's in the shed with somebody else, with my guest. Yes, what normally what? happens is I talk to you and then the guest pipes in and I stop you mid-flow. What's happened today is I'm with the guest. Right, because so. that guest is a bit more of a risk taker than me. Let's have a word <laughs> with that pigging guest. Where I'll is come, Dave Travers? Come over here, Dave. Okay, Dave's coming over to you now. Lovely. David? Hello, Barbara. Hello, Daddy. So there you are in <laughs> you're in my shed. I'm in your shed, yes. Very good. Do you want the plants watering? Yes, please. I think it's wonderful you've got there before me. Would you regard yourself as a risk taker, Dave Travers? I'm still in the back bedroom. No, oh, yeah, I'm I'm a, yeah, I'm definitely a risk taker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, even with my own life. <laughs> Right, I know things have changed. Lots of people have been listening to this uh, podcast since the beginning of all this lockdown. I know things are gradually changing. But to think that somebody else is in my shed before me. So how did you get there? Because you only live around the corner from me. Did you walk? I drove. Oh, you drove. Goodness me, it must be three and a half miles. (laughs) I could walk here, but I wouldn't be able to walk back. That's the trouble (laughs) getting back in it. It's always a problem. I could get on my little uh, electric scooter, I suppose. Have you got one? Oh, yeah. I bought it for the kids at Christmas. Father Christmas bought it for the the kids at Christmas. Of course, yeah. But in the back of my mind, I always had the idea that I... Because I knew they'd get bored with it after about two months, so uh, I knew they would be (laughs) be coming to me. It's got your name on it. Right, so how much... What's your your opinion of what's going on now then, Dave? Because obviously... Just in you, a where nutshell. you are, yeah, in a nutshell, please, David. Well, I was saying so on the other day that uh, there's a pandemic every hundred years almost on the dot, isn't there? Oh, and in between, right. it's usually a couple of uh, world wars. So, you know, we're probably slightly better off than that. At least the sky's not uh, full of Messerschmitts. That's right, love. Yeah, mm. it's, uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think. I mean, we've been we've been sort of isolating. I've just been going to the shops once a week, and uh, right. the kids are at home. They're back from uni and school and stuff. I don't want to make light of it because a lot of people have suffered, sort of, you know, mentally and financially with it. But um, that's right. You know, you got to you got you got to be adaptable. That's, that's what I always say. I mean, do you see that story about um, that little um, tree frog that uh, was found in a bunch of bananas? Um, no, go on. Asda. Yeah, so, so a little tree frog got the whole of the rainforest or, the, or whatever to, to live in. He could go where he wanted. Then all of a sudden he was picked in a bunch of bananas and shipped across the UK to Asda. And he obviously, he just thought, oh, well, this is, my life's just got a bit smaller. So he adapted and closed his body down and, uh, and got on with it. So uh, right. I'm, like that, I'm like that little tree frog. I just, um, you know, adapt to the new surroundings. I think, oh, yeah, that's very good. That's good, David. You're lucky. How's your hair been? Because your hair's always very nice. How did you manage with your hair, Dave? Uh, it's fine. I've got, well, I, was, I grew it wildly because, uh, and I grew a beard as well. I like to call my plague beard. Um, <laughs> and the whole idea was I was going to grow my beard and do it a full Uncle Albert uh, and keep it on until, <laughs> until the, the pubs opened and then uh, go in with my full Uncle But then I started to quite like the beard. So I. Uh, I got Marie to uh, to trim it. She's been learning hairdressing skills. 
Well, I've got Good. the clippers, you know, the old head shavers. I got because uh, I shaved my head for charity about, uh, gosh, it must be about 25, 26 years ago. Uh, shaved my hair for charity, so I got the clippers. Uh, then I quite liked it, so I kept the hair short for probably a couple of years after that. So, uh, yeah, so we got all the gear, so that's quite good. So Right, good. I quite like my hair, actually. I think it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, you say you've got to look at the positives, haven't you? You're a positive lad, and I think that's very good. Have you been in a pub yet, Dave? Because I know you like a pub. I have to oh, see you I do pub. like a pub. Do you know, I thought I'd, um, I thought I'd miss it more than I have. But, again, it's one of those things you can't go to the pub. And then, of course, I discovered uh, Little's 2.99 selection. So... Um, <laughs> Every cloud has a silver lining. <laughs> it certainly does. You, know, you can have a night out for two pounds ninety nine. When, uh, but yeah, I've been to. We went to uh, went to a pub out in the country um, uh, last week, and I think I'm going to go to a pub on uh, on Friday with some friends. Right. Have you been to, been? have you been to a pub? I went on the Saturday afternoon as soon as you could go. Not because not because I was going. We're going to go. I was just walking past. Yeah. And I'm nosy and I like to know what's going on. And I think you can't comment on things properly unless you've properly seen them yourself. So I went into a pub. Uh, it was the Prince of Wales Mosley. Very, very well organised. Yes. Uh, yes was... Everybody sat, because they've got a big back garden anyway, so it's easier for them. So well, we sat outside, felt fine. I thought, I thought the Prince would be good because the thing I don't like about the Prince is having to queue at the bar. So That's I right, thought, you don't have to do it now. No, well, I thought, you know, turn a disadvantage into an advantage. So uh, go to a pub that I like and uh, I can remove the, the one little bit of the, the prints that I don't like. So, That's right. Uh, just have the so, drinks brought to you. Yeah, it was very nice, honestly. And actually, I did go and queue at the bar, but there's no queue at the bar. Oh, was it? I thought it was uh, table service. Well, it might be inside, but outdoors they've got lots of different bars. So oh, right. you just stood because it's because it's not packed. Obviously, there's a limit on how many people you get straight away. Yeah. It's rather nice, David. Yes, no, it sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward to a drink on Friday. Yeah, it's yeah. good to uh, it's good to get out. I didn't go out on a Saturday because uh, I'm I'm not normal. I don't like to do what uh, what. No, I do, understand really. that. Yeah, I so know I get that. If everyone's going out, I'm staying in. Just uh, no, I know that. I, th I think uh... I think I think my family call it awkward. Uh, yeah, normal. awkward pig. That's, <laughs> yes, right. that's right. Or as my mum would say, you have to be contrary, don't you? That's right. Be yeah, contrary. I, yes, I will cut my nose off to spite my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went at, didn't go at late at night. I went about four o'clock in the afternoon. That's when I went. But it was interesting. Do you know what I thought most anything, though, Dave? Why can't they have a live guitarist out there, please? What's going to happen to live entertainment? Have you got any, because I know that you, for people that don't know, how would you describe your career, Dave? What, what is it you picking to? Long. <laughs> <laughs> What do, you, what do you write on your tax return? What is it you do? I, I, I think I think VAT and tax. I think it's, I can't, it's something like entertainment and music hall or something. It's uh, oh. some archaic description. How lovely! Yeah, I love musical. Like, I've not looked at it for a while, but yeah, but that's uh, it's, it's a long that. But yes, it was forty years this year. It's forty years. On I knew it. June the thirtieth. Brilliant. So tell us about why you started as that in that kind of career and what you're making of it now. So so why did you first start 40 years ago? Take us back 40 well, years. Well, uh, accidentally, which is always the best way to, to plan a career, yeah. I think. Because I, I, yeah. uh, I was at art school and um, the video was sort of uh, quite new then. I mean, I think we, we had in the art mm. department, we had a studio, but the, uh, the, 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 the video cameras we had were like XBBC and they cost a quarter of a million pound each in 1979. So, Gosh. you know, just, just ridiculous. And the quality wasn't as good as you get off a decent uh, phone these days. 
<laughs> but uh, and then the, the the portable ones were called Sony Rovers, which were black and white, and it had it's a real to real black and white videotape, a, a two kilo battery pack, and a, a huge camera, so it wasn't actually that portable. So I, I there was a band <laughs> from Birmingham called the Pinkies. I don't know if you remember them, Bob. Yes, I do remember them. Yes, love. And um, they they I, somehow I. I because I was taking photos for the music press while I was at uh, while I was at college, for enemy and sounds and melody maker um, and the face when it started in places like that, and uh, I got um, they're one of the bands that I photographed. Now I got on quite well with them. They were really not lovely bunch of people, and uh, mm. I, I said, "Let's have a bash at doing a, one of these newfangled music videos." Um, so I borrowed ah. some equipment off uh, an ex-student from uh, who was set up as a sort of videographer. Um, we did that, so they came because I was in Nottingham. So they came over to Nottingham, but they said we're going to need fifty pounds to cover the the van hire and the petrol. Um, so I thought, yeah, we can do that. We'll just put a gig on. How hard can it be? I've been to you know hundreds of gigs even by then. Mm -hmm. um, so they sent me some posters. I, I, I wandered around Nottingham with a with a bucket with some wallpaper paste and a washing up sponge. Didn't even know it was illegal. Just uh, sticking <laughs> them up, and the police came over and uh, explained the law to me. So. Uh, Promised I wouldn't do it again. Obviously, went around the corner, carried on, and then um, so we did it. It's at the Ad Lib Club in Nottingham, which was a fantastic venue. Um, oh, what seen a lot. I've seen Yo Pairs there and loads of loads ah, of bands. Ah, brilliant! And uh, was it Tom Robinson? Was it what was his band? Sector Twenty Seven? Uh, was it? And lots yeah, of bands. something like that. Yeah. yeah, so we did. Uh, so we did the gig, and um, I, I made the tickets myself, and uh, sat on the door myself, and took the money. Um, and I, I took a little bit of rubber hosing in case we had to siphon some petrol out in case we didn't make enough to cover it and um, <laughs> the buckets put the petrol in but, but it was all right it's okay I think we made I think we made we made enough to cover the van and the petrol and we made enough uh, for a, a couple of beers each and uh, a kebab on the way home so uh, that's win win I, well, win thought, win Mr McCorber that's right well I thought well this is easy you know, yeah. so, so I, I've, uh, that's what I've been doing. I thought, well, carry on. <laughs> but then I moved to Birmingham, and uh, right. I, I used to put uh, put some bands on at Peacocks. Do you remember that venue? Where was it? Remind me. Where, Needles where Alley. Was it? it was the it was the back bar to the Midland Hotel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic Smashing. venue. Gigs. I think there was gigs six or even seven nights at a week. Um, I can't remember what's. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a chat. We did a lot of gigs there. I, I put a few on there. Uh, with the man upstairs, do you remember them? Yes, I do. Yeah. And I put the uh, the mighty lemon drops played at my birthday party. I think that was probably their first or their second gig, and um, and I just went on from there. And then the, I did the triangle, and then we started Burberry's weekly. Do you think now with live entertainment not looking like it's they're going to get it's coming back that kind of a, that way that you were looking at things going oh we'll just do this we'll get this we'll get a bucket I think them kind of let's just do it again days are coming back. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it has. I mean, it's going to be very with social distancing. Um, I mean, I've got some ocean colour scene gigs booked in for December, but you know, they're 3,000 mm. capacity. You can't social distance uh, with that, uh, with those sorts of capacities. And um, we've got the club nights, which again are, you know, thousands of people. So um, uh, I think everyone's just hoping. I noticed there was a lot of gigs booked in for September, and I rearranged some gigs, some smaller gigs for October, but those have been put back to next year now. So I think people are hoping that everything's okay for the autumn. Because I think people are really, you know, gagging to, to get back to, to some live music action. Um, I've missed it myself. It's just lovely. I mean, I, I, I live, well, not far from you, and, uh, you know, just popping yeah. out to, to the Hare and Hounds. There's, you can see, you know, some really world-class uh, acts there, DJs and bands and everything. And, uh, of course, there's uh, Dylan Gibbons' Blues Club in the back bar on Saturday afternoons. 
That's right. Which which I'm also Aww. missing. You just pop up there. I think David, when it does come back live music, I think it'd be very moving that first gig that people go to. It, yeah. Because we don't really realise what a big difference it makes to us. I think music in particular, but but then live music. It's got us a different a different thing to offer on top of it all. Yeah. I remember the first bit of music I heard after lockdown. I was on a Zoom call with some a Zoom quiz, and somebody played some music because you can download it through Zoom, and it it did something to me to hear music. You just go, oh, God, this does something to us as human beings, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've still been listening. Lovely. You're in a good business state. Yes, well, it's it's been forty lovely years, and obviously a little bit of a, a hiatus at the moment. But uh, you know, if things come back for the awesome, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, then uh, it's it's not going to be too bad. But uh, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be, isn't it? Really. But um, but yeah, I think you're right. There's be a lot of emotional people at the first first gig they go to. I think, and there'll be a lot of pent up um, you know, demand as well, won't there? Yeah. Can you imagine doing an outdoor gig, Dave? Because you know they're doing that with outdoor, outdoor comedy. I'm thinking of trying to put an outdoor comedy gig because I've been doing these online things and they've been going very well. And the next thing to me now is do it outdoors. Uh, yeah, I think outdoors is okay because, uh, you know, if, if the, the, the sort of new recommendations or guidelines are, you know, one metre, um, I, I don't like to get closer than one metre to anybody anyway, do you? Neither do I, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, Dave. Two metres is fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're meaning we're natural social distances. Yeah, well, meters just it's thirty nine inches, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's uh, you, you'd, that's right. You'd, you'd have to get engaged in my day if you got closer than that to, <laughs> to anyone. That's true, that is. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying it could be possible? Because that's could, all yes, right. it could be possible. But I think if you if you look at uh, a lot of the big acts, there, um, you know, the sort of arena shows and larger, they're they're sort of postponing till next summer uh, or summer even go, going into you know, I think yeah I think it's interesting actually because then bigger acts I can see that's an issue this could be the time for the small boat the small vessel the smaller outfit because I think we're a bit nippier we don't need so much space yeah I think that's interesting though. well you're talking about, you're talking about huge sums of money you know with an arena show or an outdoor you yeah. know millions and sometimes tens of millions and of course uh, I'm sure that all the insurance underwriters are, are changing their uh, their pandemic clause so um, yeah, that, oh, that, that's the danger yeah. that you put something on and then you, you you're not you can't do it because there's another wave and um, you know you don't you don't get the costs back or whatever quite it's an interesting issue really I think the part that the insurance is interested they've said on this comedian's website i am i'm on must have own mic and public liability insurance well luckily I've, yeah well, you, well, yeah. well you, you're supposed to have public liability insurance anyway i mean anyway yeah, yeah, which i've got because of because of the stage diving i've got that day yes uh, yes i've seen uh, yes i've seen you <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't I wouldn't like, to underwrite, wouldn't like to underwrite that one, the way you fling yourself about. I've seen you. When I've been trying to perform in some council-run things, they don't allow me to do a half my act, you know. They're no. going, we've been told you do this, you can't do that here. It's it's like that. I can understand, you know, health and safety. I mean, I suppose, we, you know, we all have to do it. But like I say, 40 years ago, it was, you know, it's pretty much just turn up and do the show right here, you know, and any, anybody could have a go, really. And that's, uh, it's like the spirit of punk, isn't it? 
Um, oh, so Dave, I, I miss yeah. those days in some ways, but I, you know, I understand you've got to keep people safe. I love this spirit of punk thing, and it's kind of been a theme that's come up a few times in these interviews of just getting on with it, doing your own thing. I've talked to a lot of creatives and stuff. Well, speaking as a promoter, I don't want to encourage that sort of behaviour, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 leave it to what? the professionals. <laughs> Oh, okay. You don't want people purring down their own gigs where they are going to. It'd be chaos, Barbara. We can't can't have that. We can't have creative types thinking that we're finding out how easy it is. Like you did 40 years ago. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, It's not rocket science, as they say, is it? No, and I do think actually smaller things, because I can imagine that big bands are used to getting loads of people in as a problem, but I do think for smaller outfits, it could be very good. But some, I talked to lovely Jan Ravens, who's absolutely lovely. She would be just before lockdown, she was in a Talking Heads thing, an Alan Bennett thing, which of course is just on the telly, but hers was in the theatre, and she said there was no problem with social distancing. They were doing that before they shut down. Yes. 200 people in the 600 theatre. So for a lot of people, you know, um, and loads of theatre, that I bet has not been packed out. The, you know, I mean, there is a oh, it's business as social business yes. as usual. That's right. That's what I'm saying to you, love. Yeah, they'll, they'll be putting, the, you know, uh, fashionably unpopular on their uh, on their flyers. Yeah, they? it's good now not to have many Don't worry, people Don't worry, not coming. many people like us. Ooh, love, that's right. <laughs> That's yeah. oh, very I'm going, funny, I'm going, Dave. I'm going to see an unpopular comedian at the weekend. It's going to be fantastic. That's it's going right. To be space. That's right. It's very yeah. That's right. Yin and Yang, Fen and Shui start skiing hutch. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to I am going to try and do some outdoor stuff. I loved it when you said you're a senior actor. Yes. <laughs> be able to underwrite it. Yes. No, I think outdoors will be fine. I mean, it's um, you know, it's just getting the spaces, isn't it? But you know, it's like I say, you've got to be adaptable, haven't you? That's the you, you can sort of sit in and say, oh well, we'll just have to wait. Well, you know, three months, six months, a year or whatever or you can you know just get on and do it really I think I think I think having a have you enjoyed having a rest Dave because actually if I think you say 40 years ago I don't think you would have going be going just just give me air a trimmerie's fine let's wait till autumn I think you'd be going what can I do yes well you, you know I, I am very old I mean yeah. you're not very old you're very you're successful you've yeah. got grown-up kids you're in a different stage in your life so no, have you enjoyed having a rest I well, suppose I've, that's what I'm trying to get around the looks fantastic I mean that's, yeah that's right uh, just before yeah. uh, lockdown I was moaning that uh, I, I hated gardening and it was just a real pain um, but then you can just spend you know because before you'd have like three two three hours spare and you think oh yeah it's not worth getting out there and you know by the time you've cleaned up and everything but but now you just potter for four or five hours and um you know, just uh, trim a bay bush or whatever. Or that's do, right. Do a bit of that... light pruning's my favourite. Yeah, and that's where the joy of gardening is, isn't it? So what you're saying, once you've done all that, then you can totter around <laughs> and do things. I like light pruning. Yeah, light pruning is. There's a lot to be said for light pruning. It's very therapeutic, uh, and it always uh, it always goes into <laughs> getting the chainsaw out and doing some really heavy pruning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I'll tell you, I've snipped two tweaks off. Let's chop the whole thing down. <laughs> right, so have you, and have you learned any more skills of your own? Because you were saying Marie's doing hairdressing. Have you done anything you thought, oh, do you think I could do that? And I can. Uh, no, because uh, I've, I've always been uh, extremely arrogant and overconfident in all my abilities. So I've always, <laughs> I've always thought I was able to do anything that I turned my hand to. So, um so, no, I've not learned any new skills because, um, you know, I've, I've, I've done it all before. You had them anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Where do you... A friend of mine says I suffer from high self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think you've got that lovely confidence from? Your mum, your dad? 
Not where's it from? I don't know. To be honest, I, th- I think you, I, I'm fairly sure that you're. It's that nature versus nurture argument, isn't it? And I, right. I having had a few children and uh, having been a child myself, I, I sort of think you, you're more. You know, unless something awful happens to you in your life, I think you sort of more or less come out the way you are. Because um, uh, because yeah. I grew up in a house with no music whatsoever. Um, right. We didn't have a we didn't have a, a record player or you know in those days a, a radiogram or anything like that. And but I've always been absolutely fascinated by music from a very early age. I remember listening to Radio Luxembourg and the, you know it's the it's the sort of trademark thing, isn't it? Listening to Radio Luxembourg under your bed sheets with a yeah, of, you know those little right. cream earphones that you yeah. put in. Yeah, um, try, I did that. I know. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I, so did I, was, it. I was fascinated. The Beatles were on the on on the radio in the morning and stuff like that. You know, and so it's uh, so I've always been always been fascinated by music and and show business. I love. That. I think there's a lot to be said that we come out intact unless something awful happens to us. We are born with our interests and our. Oh, I think that's true. That David. No, I think so. I think so. I, I, there's a lot of truth in it. Yeah, because you you can have ten children, can't you? And they'd all be different. Yeah. You know, they'd all have the, their own sort of interests and their own sort of personality traits and everything. They so. might share a sense of humour. I think sense of humour can get taught in a family, what we laugh at. Yes. Well, because that's I... it. Well, my family all laugh at me, so that's a, <laughs> that's a, common, a common bond that they all have. <laughs> I mean, we do laugh a lot. I do, um, you know, um, I, 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 do like to, uh, I do like to take life lightly really as, as lightly as you can in a worldwide pandemic I suppose yeah, I think you're doing well it's for me it's sort of it comes in, I think it's for everybody it comes and goes for a bit it's all right and then you suddenly go you start get stopped in your tracks and you go boots are shut down you know no, I think there's going to be a lot uh, of the, the, uh, oh awful yeah the high street will be very different I think in maybe a year's time uh, sadly <laughs> But again, maybe the small shops, because I think small shops have been doing very well over all this. People nipping, keeping it local, not going, travelling to places. And I think it could be the resurgence of a small shop high street again. What do well, you think I, about that? I, well, I think that's good, because if you look at uh, the local shops around where we live, you know, the, yeah. the, most of the, the, the local shops are owned by people that live locally so it's sort of from an economic point of view they they make a profit and then they use the local outlets and it all sort of swirls around I mean there's yeah there's a lot to be said for multinationals it's nice to have you know uh, some you know a big supermarket isn't it where you can go and shop but it's also nice to to, to go to a little shop where people know your name and you can have a little chat and yeah. you know and to, and to know that um, that money's not going to be sluiced into a, an offshore bank account and no taxes being paid in this country so you know I think it might be the end of those great big monstrosities. I think big is, I think what I'm coming around to thinking, man, it fits in with nothing, nothing against your business, of them, you know, all the bands and all that. Great. But big is a bit more of a problem. You know, like dinosaurs go a bit too. I wonder if this is that, our version yes. of that. <laughs> but those businesses are too big. I saw one of those spoof. They're going to disappear. I saw one of those spoof ladybird books, uh, which is a picture of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it was called All My Friends Are Dead. <laughs> just remind oh, me of that. Okay. No, I think right, yeah, okay. I think you're, they're less nimble, aren't they? Really, I suppose they they have bit. They, they have can't shift. Reserves. Yeah. Yeah. But so. it's like the big theatres, and oh, of course it's awful. But you know things like the Albert Hall and the National Theatre—they're so big. Yeah, a, a little theatre that's just a few people that perform out the back of a truck, or you know that they're still be able to go. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Well, as you know, it, it, it's going to be. You know what it's going to be, really. I suppose we we don't have um, 
control over it, really, do we? People are going to be versatile and uh, people are going to adapt, I think. Um, but there's always going to be a demand, isn't there, for, for theatre and comedy and music? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, of what, that thing what that make, you were it's born what makes with. us human, isn't it? It really does. It really makes a big difference, doesn't well, it's, it? It's what Winston Churchill... I'm not a fan of Winston Churchill by any means. He did some terrible things. But, I mean, there's one thing in during the Second mm-hmm. World War... Uh, when someone in his cabinet said, should we uh, slash the uh, the budget for the arts to pay for the war effort? And he said, if we do that, what are we fighting for? Yeah, he's right. Yes. Yeah. It, it's civilising. It helps us understand life and each other and, and does loads of things for us. We've got to keep it. We've got to keep at it. Right, David, so what will you be doing today? I love talking. What's it like in the shed? Is it all right? It's good. Yes, yeah, Paul. I think Paul's been here uh, on his own for uh, about four months. He's kept it ever so tidy. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't smell like a hamster cage or anything like that. So, uh, yes, he's, he's, uh, he's all... What do you think really I could come in? What do you think I should start broadcasting from there again? Yeah, what I do think, you think? Well, yeah, I think so. It'd be OK, wouldn't it? You could always wear a face mask. Um, what do you think of all that face masks? We've got to wear them in shops anyway, David. Yes, uh, yeah, apparently not for another 10 days. Or... It's ridiculous. Why do they keep doing that? So well, we can, they can make some face masks and sell them to us. They're not doing it for that reason. Well, well, I could go on a large political rant now, Barbara, but um, um, I don't right. know. I could be here for an hour um, talking about okay. the uh, the PPE contracts that were awarded to companies that have got no, uh, no experience of doing that. I'm not quite sure why that That's happened. True. But you can get hold of face masks. And there's locally made face masks as well, isn't there? Yeah, and so, some nice ones. Have you got a nice one? I have got a nice one, yes. Uh, it's by um, that's, uh, that girl in the band Hack123. Uh, so she's based around uh, Kings Heath in Birmingham, and uh, she, she makes face masks, and I think 20% goes to charity. So Right, brilliant. So, what's so what's it good. called again, the organisation? Oh, I, I, I can't remember the... the so I should know, but she's the, the, the girl that makes it's in a band called Hack. That's H A Q. That's you know the bands. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, but yeah, they're all they're all quite young, and uh, she makes those face masks. Oh, so that's a good brilliant. idea. A little bit goes to charity, and you know, keep it local. Yeah, buy your face mask local. I think that's a really good thing. That is. Let's keep. I wanted to say, let's keep things. I don't want to keep travelling around, Dave. I'm as fed up with all that travelling. I think if I could do more stuff. In this region, I'd, I'd stay around here. I've always loved travelling, though. Oh, no. I've, I've promoted mostly. I used to manage a band. I used to manage a man upstairs years ago, and we, we travelled, um, not over Europe, but we travelled all over this country. And I'd, I'd just, so you, just, you just can't beat travelling around and meeting new people and uh, eating their food and drinking their beer. It's uh, just a, a lovely thing uh, to do. And I know what you mean meeting about that. But will you, that's nice. Were you on your own, though? I'm off to on my own. No, no, it was a gang of us, wasn't it? There was, uh, no, there was, there was four, different. sometimes five in the band. And so, so there was, you know, there was five or six of us. So it is, it is like, because that's what bands are. They're little gangs, aren't they? Yeah, maybe if I had a comedy crew, a troupe, so yes. that we got a gang who was doing all the the gigs together, then maybe I'd like that. I got fed up of being on my own at New Street Station. No, that's, that's yeah. You, if you put a little ensemble together, so you've, you know, two or three yeah, comedians. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. I wouldn't two mind three, that. And a driver, and then, uh, you know, you could do that. You could travel around, couldn't you? Doing yeah, open-air that's... gigs all over the country. Yes, Dave, do you fancy managing it? So we've got to do it. Could, yeah. We could bring back end of the pier shows. Do you remember them? Yes. Well, they're still going on, aren't they? They're still going on in Blackpool. I mean, but I mean kind of out in, really outdoors. You know, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's a good idea if you put, uh, you know, put, put a little show together. Variety. 
variety with the special acts and some musicians like the old days the trouble is when you come up with ideas like this steven spielberg listens into this program Paul, yes. I'll tell you. no 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 we won't let this bit go out this is, no. uh, this is our idea <laughs> so, <laughs> if anyone's listening you could pig off steven spielberg no that's it no we, get, we have a magician oh lovely. a couple of comedians a magician for kids i like the family friendly show do you dave because i, I think like the... yes go on I think one of the things the pandemic's done is got us back together, doing things together, and I think it's so joyful. It is. It's nice. I, I, having said, talking about family friendly, I've been li- listening to a lot of Lenny Bruce at the moment, which is the oh, right. uh, antithesis. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was missing, uh, I was missing showbiz. So uh, I've yeah. watched. Have you seen that series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Oh no, I think I'd love it. Is it really wonderful? It's a, it gives you a nice little showbiz hit. It's a lovely. It's sort of from sort of mid nineteen fifties to about nineteen sixty, which is a fantastic year. Um, and it's American, and you know, the, the clothes are great and the cars are great. Oh and, yeah, I'd like um, it. Yeah, so it is, and you know, it's just about a comedian who, again, who, who accidentally embarks on a career, who just turns up drunk uh, to a club one night and gets on stage and just rants, mm. and you know people love it, and it carries on for now. She makes a career out of it. But uh, Lenny Bruce is one of the characters. Uh, uh, you, I, I mean, ah. Mrs. Maisel is. I think she's based on Joan Rivers. Oh, and she's brilliant. Feel, so she's an amalgam of several comedians from the fifties. But Lenny Bruce is obviously is real. Um, and I remember that I showed the film Lenny at film club at school in 1976. <laughs> uh, so I watched it again a couple of nights ago and uh, I realised why I got into such terrible trouble for showing it. Um, but he's a fascinating character because he, he, Lenny Bruce started off... Um, I don't know if people uh, have heard of Lenny Bruce. I, mean, I think he's one of the greatest comedians yeah, of all time. Yeah, yeah. But he started off being fascinated by sort of wordplay um, and word, then he got into sort of uh, you, you, you know, things that were acceptable and things that weren't acceptable and censorship. Mm, mm. Uh, and then, then suddenly just degenerated into ranting on stage about his court cases. Um, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, you see, that kind of comedy, rant comedy, I think is absolutely brilliant. And I don't think that's particularly suitable for outdoors. No. I think I think that's down in a cellar. Good comedy clubs are downstairs in a, in a cellar, really. Or at the top of a pub with low ceilings. I think that kind of fantastic rant comedy, darkish comedy, yes. which is absolutely brilliant, is meant for clubs. It is, yeah. And we're so we're getting back to end of the peer show stuff, aren't we? We're a bit of variety. Uh, yeah, something yeah. the kids could come to. And I love. I don't get me wrong. I love all that Lenny Bruce, but that's kind of a, that's a different kind of deal, isn't it? You, I don't think Lenny Bruce ever did any children's parties. No, I'd like to see their faces. Yeah, that's right. So there's so many. Go on, though. No, no, I was going to say that the thing about comedy is good comedy is that you can sit there with a four, five year old kid and, you know, an 80 year old person. And if you can make everybody laugh, I'll tell you what I love Punch and Judy. Oh, well, that's good. We could have a bit of that right now. People still like it. I've never lost lost my, my interest in that. So, um, yeah, brilliant. I used to see that. Landudno on the pier, and there's a there's yeah. a chap there. And I think he he came from the north in something like 1842 or something, and got some driftwood off the beach and made the the puppets, and they're still the same puppets that they use to this day. How oh, brilliant! And it's that kind of story, show business. I think that's why you like watching Punch and Judy because that, that little baby that was born was mm. fascinated by show business. It's great you're still doing it, Dave, isn't it? It is. Yes, it's um, yeah. It was Bart Simpson says there are plenty of businesses like show business, but there aren't, are there? <laughs> no, no, there aren't. And you, you're like you're happy to have been in it, and so am I. 
And I'm I'm kind of a little bit. I want to get back out there, and make try and work out how to ride this little horse that's coming. Really, this you, this next wave. Do you have any uh, anything coming up? Do you got any plans? Well, I've just I've just finished my um, locking shows, which were absolutely brilliant, David. I love doing them. I managed to do an online raffling, and somebody said to me, "In an only in a barber show, can you win a, a lettuce that you've grown at home yourself in a raffle?" I'm yeah. overjoyed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's uh, that's very that's, good. Tis that is very good, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm very pleased with that. Now, I, I always there's... liked your Rafa. I come to uh, a, a few of your uh, Christmas shows at the Mac. Yeah, the fun, uh, aren't they? Which is uh, yeah, the, the raffle prizes are. Um, I don't know. There's probably because again, there's quite an age range there, wasn't there? There was people in sort of sort of young teens up to to people. Oh yeah, know. I like that kind of broad thing. And I was listening to a very old Malcolm and Wise sketch on Radio Four Extra the other day. That was really properly funny, but everybody would like it. I'm, I'm fascinated by that real laughing. You know, not just pretend laughing, proper laughing. Yes. At stuff that everybody's properly laughing at, I think that's that's what I'm interested in. I think I think I was one of the few people in the audience that, with your raffle prizes, thinking I I really hope I win that Frey Bensis pie. <laughs> You'd be surprised, look, there's quite a few people. There's or, fights afterwards. Or that le- that one liter bottle of Lambrini. <laughs> <laughs> what a night out uh, that would be! What a <laughs> night out, kid! Open a Lambrini, the pie's ready. <laughs> We know how to live, Dave. Let nobody tell us we don't. Right. right, you've been my great delight, and I'm glad you've warmed up that seat for me. Yes. At first, when Paul said he's in the shed, I thought the cheeky pig squatted squatted in my shed. But I've enjoyed this talk. With I'd like to pop in and uh, see how it's all going. <laughs> Keep yes. an eye on it's it. It's been lovely to chat to you, and uh, and hopefully, and you, Dave. Hopefully, I'll I'll be seeing you live soon, and everybody will. Yeah, and yeah, and hopefully, we'll be at a gig, and we'll be laughing and looking at each other and having a dance. Oh yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't move rhythmically to music. All this time when you've been doing bands, you've no, no band has ever made you think I'm dancing. No, no. not one of them. Uh, no, a lot of people find it strange. I find it a strange concept. There you go. Oh, you find dancing a strange concept? I do, which is weird, isn't it? Seeing as I've probably made the majority of my income for the last forty years That's from right, people dancing. Uh, yeah. It's fascinating. Yes. I'd like to get you to dance. Barbara has a special skill. I remember doing something yeah. and getting this fella up. Because if you did win one of Barbara's raffle prizes, you'd have to get up and dance. Yeah, that- and this woman said to me afterwards, she said, I don't know how you've done that. The last time he danced with a dancer at all, my husband was at our wedding. And that was 45 years ago. He's not danced for 45 years. I, could, I think Barbara could get you dancing. Well, I, I was conflicted at your show because as much as I wanted that Frey Bentos pie, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I wanted it so much that I'd be, you know, could dance on front of uh, on stage in front of four or five hundred people. So um, well, no, I'm I not sure that... about that. But you know, it's one of those things. You don't you don't have to have teeth to be a dentist, do you? No, you don't. Yeah. Or you, you don't, don't have to have hair to be a hairdresser. So no, you don't have to be able to dance to to be a promoter, I guess. No, but I'm going to get you dancing. It's on my list, oh, on my bucket list. We'll get Dave Travers to dance before I die. Right. All right. I better take lessons. You very, You don't have to be. Yeah. Now you let your natural confidence. I think you're not confident about your dancing. I think out of all the things you're very confident with, you're not a confident dancer, Dave. No. Well, I'll tell, well if you're going to make that your uh, aim, then I'm going to make my aim to get you to do uh, woodwork. Oh, all right then. Yeah, what am I going to make? A table. Right. Okay, yeah. David. I'll yeah. make the table. You do the tango. <laughs> okay. I'll, yeah, I'll dance on it. <laughs> this. If anybody out there. In podcast listening land, would like to see 
Barbara Nice, make a table. And then Dave Drabbers, dance on the top of it. Send money to Podcast Nice. I, All right, come on, David, we're on, look. I think uh, I think that's going to be a, a narrow band of interest. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do it, whereas I am already looking around the room sorting wooden nails. Oh, yeah, right. We'll get down York Supplies and get some. <laughs> yeah, I love York Supplies. Yeah. OK, we better go before we, we get any more dares. OK, that, any sounds, more good. Dares. that <laughs> sounds good. Lovely to speak to you, Barbara. You all. Oh, David, always a pleasure. Yeah, Lots Dave. of love to you and the family. See you soon and uh, let, see you let's outside a pub back soon. See yeah, you outside Barbara. a pub, yes. <laughs> yes. Upright. Tural. Bye-bye. Upright. Tural. <laughs> Bye, Barbara. Bye, darling. Okay, so okay. I hope I hope we're managing. I don't know what Paul's taking out or in of this Did podcast, to... but listen, I hope he leaves it and all that <laughs> stuff because I am going to start coming in. And I liked it when he said, I don't whether you can hear me or not. I've got my, got my mask on. Well, after well, after he said it, I thought, I can hear the mask, but I couldn't hear it before. Oh, wow. So it's interesting. A pleasure talking to Dave Travers. He's always, I found, I've known Dave over the years. He's always interested. <laughs> I'm fascinated by him not dancing. Hmm. I'm serious about that. Hmm. If anybody was listening to it and thinks, we're going to sponsor Barbara and I's to make a table on which Dave Travers would dance. And then we're going <laughs> to we're gonna film it and send it out. When he said, all right, you make a table, he thought, she can't make a table. I went, oh, all right then. <laughs> He's got Barbara Nice wrong if he thinks she's going to be put off by making a table. I did I'll make a piggy about, table. He talked about liability insurance. We get him a table. <laughs> show him for that. I'm going I'm to hold that boy to that claim and that dare. Did he mention his radio show, by the way? Not once. Oh. What's okay. his radio show? He's well, like me, and he's no good at advertising. Come on, let's advertise it for him. Yeah, he's on Brum Radio, usually on Thursdays at 4pm. Uh, you can listen to it on Mixcloud as well. Go to Mixcloud and type Brum Radio and you'll see it. But basically, he interviews all those all his mates that he talked about that he promoted and plays all those music, or the au pairs and all the bands that he talked oh, about from early on. Oh, well, there you go. So Brilliant. it's great stuff. He interviews other people, so it's been good to turn the tables on him today. Oh, it was lovely talking to him. He's very interested. He's, he's got a, I like everybody that's been on the podcast because this is true of all people. We've all got unique points of view. Mm. And I hope all those lovely people that we've gathered over right from the beginning when we started doing it and then we sort of sped up a bit. We, our <laughs> output got much more over the over the early days of the lock-in and stock-down and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I hope that one of the benefits of it, it certainly has been for me, and I hope it has for you, Paul, is just recognising how unique we all are and yeah. yet connected by a desire to be understood, mm. to be kind, yes. to live lives with creativity at the heart of it, really. So, um, yeah, a unique point of view again from Dave. Absolutely brilliant. And authentic. I don't like when people put things on. It, Apart from masks. They're just trying to say, shoot. You put, what do you mean, Oz? I'm not putting nothing on. What are you putting on? You have really got a Juliet balcony, haven't you? You're not just saying that for glamour. I have. I definitely got a Juliet balcony, yes. It's, uh, it's, I mean, right. Juliet balcony is quite a put on because it is just a safety rail, isn't it? But that's the technical name of it. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Uh, what I mean is we've been trying to be as honest as we can and all that stuff. And I am honestly now, after uh, the great joy of the lock ins, it was mm. so brilliant. And somebody said to me when feedback, We've loved it and keep doing the podcast. So I'm glad there's Aww. a crossover between people who are listening to the podcast and the lock-in. I am regrouping, and as you could tell from what's talking about today, I am interested in doing outdoor gigs. Mm. And finding a way, this is the other thing I want to do, finding a way of doing a small gig that's, um, you know, socially distanced in a small local venue, but still including the online Zoom audience as mm. part of it. Because one of the things I realised was... 
but not everybody wants to can go out on a Saturday night uh, for lots of different reasons and actually this will be a way of getting it's a bit like thinking Hoot Nanny yeah what's he called Julia a bit like Barbara Nice's Hoot Nanny because <laughs> it, it, a lot of them people you know we, well, that's not filmed on New Year's Eve do you no. know what I mean Barbara Nice could be a nanny so, nanny is a hoot yeah yeah she's a hoot and a nanny she's a nanny <laughs> she's a nanny she's a nanny Barbara Nice hoot hoot it'll work um, so <laughs> So it'll be a bit like that. We're doing a performance and people at home, but unlike Jules, I'll be involving people at home in some way. Because mm. I like Zoom because it does literally Zoom yourself into other people's houses and connect up. I like people connecting up. So that's, I'm cooking up ideas. Mm. And it was good to talk today because he's an impresario. So in a way am I. Right, okay. Yourself, just in case. Oh, God, oh, no, Steven Spielberg. Who's the other <laughs> fella that keeps listening in? Arnold Schwarzenegger last time, but it was oh, uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, Bruce Springsteen. It's, it's Springsteen, that's right. It's Springsteen you've got to watch. Seems so nice. Yeah. We'll see. But if that, if any of these ideas, yeah, the Springsteen hoot nanny. <laughs> Springsteen on Zoom. If he has a Zoom gig, why not? <laughs> we'll know who he's, been, who he's been listening to. Me, you, me and you, Pop. <laughs> I was thinking of calling it like it's like a venue, it's like a social club. Well, I don't know. Barbara Nice Saturday Night Social Club is one name because it tells you what's on the tin. Yeah. And I do it monthly. But I also quite like the idea because I've been knocking around over lockdown with that pheasant. Oh, yeah. I'm calling it Barbara Nice's Saturday Night at the Speckled Pheasant. Oh, I miss the pheasant. How's oh, it been? All right, I'll try and find it if you want. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the other room having to no, lie down. I've been having right. a tidy up. What do you think of uh, the night at the speckled yeah. pheasant? I like I like a hoot and nanny or nanny who's a hoot. Your nanny, she, she's that. a nanny. She's a hoot. Hoot nanny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, plenty to do. You know, okay. courgettes growing. And good luck, everybody, whatever you're doing. It's a funny time, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, Paul's got his mask on, and that's really what people say. And I said to my friend Vera, why couldn't they have said this a long time ago, you know, Vera? Mm. If the mask are helpful, why didn't they bring it in? She said, leave it, Barbara, it'll only make you fed up. And she said, I said, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. I said, well, those poor girls in shops have to have masks on all the time. And what Vera said is... Then they're saying shop workers don't have to have masks as long as the public do. And that's a good reason to mm. me for the public to put masks on. Because yeah. we're just putting them on when we go in the shop. Then poor girls and boys having their masks on all day at work. Well, mm. I think if we can just wear them for a bit to help them out, that's all right. All right, loves. <laughs> take care. All the best. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Ta-ra. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.